0: Hello and welcome to The Financial Answer. We are once again coming at you here on our podcast talking about the world of investing, finance, and retirement. Nathan O'Brien is always here with us, registered investment advisor, chartered retirement planning counselor. I'm Mark Kelly, and along for the ride. Nathan, welcome back into the podcast, my friend. How are you? Doing good,
1: doing really good. Excited about the show and excited about your three monitors you got there, buddy. You're, uh, you're, uh, Mark is the day trader now. He's got three uh, big computer screens in front of him. Apparently, um, his head's flopping around like a rubber duck. spinning all over the place. Do you remember
0: that old? Uh, I was older now, I guess, from the nineties. That movie Swordfish with Hugh Jackman and Halle Berry oh, yeah. and John Travolta. Yeah, I do. And they had him like he was like a, a hacker or something. And this was in the nineties, and he had like twelve screens or something. <laughs> That's I kind of right. feel like that right this minute oh, that's, i don't think yeah. i have 12 but i kind of feel like that yeah
1: just make sure your stuff is secure because mark killian will get in there <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah i'm quite the hacker
0: i don't even know i couldn't even begin to figure out how to hack I'm old. oh no man
1: that's crazy <laughs> i can't even code very much i've yeah. i've tried that a little oh, really? bit on the website and i'm just like ah, yeah. i hate that stuff
0: <laughs> but, but i know a couple 18 year olds that can do it and oh yeah yeah i don't get it i'm, I'm, oh, no. old, I'm old school yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Hey, listen, uh, we're, let's get into our program, as we always yeah. do. Let's check out our news this week. The extra, extra, read all about it. All right, so my news this week is, Nathan, first of all, we're, at the time of this podcast taping, we're about a week or so removed from Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> so my question, and actually what I saw in the news, was the fact that this year we spent about $20 billion oh my. on Valentine's. Oh, my. Uh, setting a new record. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, Mike, I have a two-part question. A, how much of that was yours? <laughs> <laughs> Did you spend some on your lovely wife? Forty-nine
1: ninety-five. No. I'm just Goodness. <laughs> this, yeah, this year. I mean, for for that part of the question, this uh-huh. year, yeah, we uh, we actually, uh, I went. I was pretty cheap this year. Were I'm you? sorry. Yeah, I have to apologize. I heard last year, I think I got her an Apple Watch on Valentine's. Oh, okay. I told her. I said this year is not going to be that way, just because we've had so much going on. Yeah. We've been taking some trips and all and so oh, okay. we ju- right. we went out to eat that's it we got each other a card went out to there eat you go and, that's and, what my wife enjoyed and I the did. night. We yeah, after
0: time, after so. 14 years, she was like, "I'm just gonna make food. I don't want to go out." And I was like, "All right,
1: <laughs> awesome." So, <laughs> yeah. my,
0: my second part of this Valentine's 20 billion. So, what does that say to you about the state of the economy when oh, we spent 20 awesome. billion on Valentine's yeah. Day?
1: Yeah, I know, and that's you know that's one of the things you know Valentine's Day is awesome, but when you're married, the anniversary date I think is more important. Sure, you know, is that, but I mean, you still want to treat each other for that, but. Yeah, to have that happen on one day or basically toward one day of sure. the year. That's Christmas type numbers almost. Yeah. So, yeah. it's crazy. So, does it was that uh, a big number. A, does that indicate very a strong? strong yeah. yeah, very strong economy, which, you know, I've been saying that we do have a really strong yeah. economy. Things are going well, businesses are doing well. The market is reflecting that. We've bounced back from this decline pretty quickly. It's almost back to where it was. Well, so,
0: actually I was going to ask you about that as well. I mean, okay. at the time of this taping here, we're at 25 nine on the Dow yeah uh, up about one percent today as I'm looking at it on my three-headed monster screens and (laughs) but it's actually so December was crazy January rebounded and February has actually been very very non-volatile it's actually been a very nice slow climb what do you think I, yeah that's
1: good. I love it when it climbs slowly. Slowly. I, I hate the two percent positive day. I don't hate them, but you know right. that two percent positive day is like, oh man, that's a lot up. You know, it's yeah. just gonna fall back tomorrow. Whatever. But like zero
0: point one or zero point two <laughs> on right. a daily growth, <laughs>
1: just and, keep doing that every day for the rest of my yeah. life. That's what I shoot for. Well, <laughs> yeah, because we
0: were in what mid twenty sixes when we hit the total. Yeah, twenty
1: six <laughs> nine was actually oh, was it the high. Okay, so yeah, right 27. at twenty okay. almost twenty seven, and so yeah, we're you know a thousand, a thousand below points yeah. below that, which is only four. Of where we are currently. So, yeah. you know, it's we had a 20 percent drop. It's made 16 percent back in a month and a half. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, that's fantastic. Yeah, um, absolutely. And a lot faster than normal. And I think that's a lot in part due to the strong economy. So
0: well, there you go. Yeah. So that's our in the news here. So, hey, listen, if you need some help, you got some questions, Nathan's got a great guide for our podcast listeners out there. If you haven't gotten your copy of the Investor Awareness Guide, feel free to get one from the website, com. That's com. Or just give them a call, 855-51-COACH. 855 coach Request your own investor awareness guide. It's uh, got really good, uh, some good tools and tips and resources in there that'll help you along the path. And uh, we'll be back with more here in a second. We're going to continue on with our Confidence Corner right after this.
1: I like money. I like knowing
0: that I have it. It's time for the Confidence Corner. So yeah, so our confidence corner, Nathan, last week on our podcast, we said this was going to be a couple of weeks we were going to talk about this. Yeah. yeah. So we talked about questions you should be asking, but most people don't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And so we covered last time, uh, just to refresh our listeners' memory, we covered how much are my tax-deferred savings going to cost me in taxes? (laughs) So basically, what's it going to happen when I put it off, put it off, put it off? Yeah,
1: what happens later?
0: Yep. And then how much should I be withdrawing or could I withdraw from my savings each year? So those were the two questions we put on there that people should be asking but don't think to. I've got Two more for you this week. So the first one's going to be life insurance. Should we still have life insurance when we're retired?
1: Oh, that's a fantastic question. And I get that question a lot. Okay. People have. You know, the policies, the term policies for the most part is what people have, and they'll have even some policies through work, and that's typically when this question comes up is, you know, should I continue paying that? Should I keep that throughout the rest of my life, or at least, you know, do something towards that, maybe reduce it a little bit or whatever? Well, a lot of
0: us think when we don't have kids anymore, and they're gone, or not kids anymore, but like they're gone, they're grown, like do we even need that stuff, right? Yeah,
1: and that's true, and for the most part, people don't, you Mm -hmm. know? I think that's why Dave Ramsey teaches, hey, buy term, you know, get it for a time frame or okay. whatever until you build enough wealth mm-hmm. and then you've got your own life insurance basically you're protected mm-hmm, okay? okay you've funded self-funded your life insurance policy right. so in that case if you've done a good job saving and you and you know that and you've talked with your advisor and everything's on track then no you don't need it and it, probably when you retire you don't have any debt hopefully right. you don't have much if any debt and so all of those things that you bought life insurance to begin with the reasons that you bought life right, insurance right. to begin with are, are not there anymore. So there's no reason to continue to make a life insurance company wealthy because, you know, the odds of a term policy paying out is less than one in a thousand. So, okay. you know, it's just something that you're kind of throwing money at that you really don't need. And and that's typically what most people the situation that they see themselves in, in retirement.
0: Well, is this a tool that is definitely not going to be in everybody's tool belt, but it can be useful for some people?
1: Absolutely. I have clients that are in retirement that have a term policy or have some life insurance or... Maybe their estate in the past was so large that they needed it to pay some estate tax bills. Okay. You know, so it was more of like a permanent policy for that. Now, you know, with the federal estate tax exemption now being five and a half million dollars, and then that, that doubles with your spouse. So, you know, most of my clients don't have that concern <laughs> anymore. <laughs> right. So, you know, but uh, which is a good thing. You, don't, you know, you don't, that's a pretty high tax. And sure. so you don't yeah. want to pay that. But life insurance can be used for a lot of different things and a lot of, different planning purposes and everyone is different there. So just because your friend or your family doesn't have life insurance doesn't mean you don't need it. You need to make sure and check in your plan and see if it's something that is feasible or not and see if it helps. If it helps, great. Use it. I love term insurance. It's super cheap and you can get a lot for that. But other than that, for the most part, you don't need it. Um, well, what about you know,
0: the uh, let, let me go ahead and so we can do this now on the podcast. I can kind <laughs> of take you in some strange places. Yeah. So what about those people who really feel or maybe those advisors who push it as a an income source or a product for, you know, leaving things behind to the kids, the death benefit <laughs> rider, all that kind of stuff. What's your take there?
1: Yeah. So what I almost always see in that situation is all you're doing is making an insurance company. wealth. the insurance life insurance mm-hmm. is not going to be a good investment.
0: Okay. okay? All right.
1: Uh, it's not designed for that. The internal cost of it are too expensive. So you may make a, a rate of return, maybe 4% or something like that on the type of policy you're referring to okay but you would be better off to take that money to the market because the market historically has done much better than that so you could grow that wealth a lot
0: faster well is it a um, safety thing that people think about it can be yeah i mean a lot of times to be safer than the market
1: yeah a lot of times that's the reason that people do that and some people use it as part of their plan for okay that. all right gotcha but again it's still not as efficient you can buy term insurance a lot cheaper okay, mm-hmm. than that. insure that if you need to. insure that risk if you need to, maybe okay. dying early. Ensure that through term. It's a lot cheaper. Then take the difference and put that toward your investments, toward your retirement, toward those things, and it, it will work out better in the long run. Yeah. You know, there is some tax efficiency with life insurance, and you can see some of that over time, you know, on the cash value type right. policies, but they... Yeah. A lot of times they end up just giving you your money back. So <laughs> it's uh, it's not as efficient as people think. And the
0: numbers are a lot of times misleading. So, But still a question, right? But it still it should is. be a question you should be asking. Yeah, absolutely. And have, have the chat absolutely. about it. Okay. So yeah. we're continuing on here with this concept of questions you should ask, but most people don't. A lot of times we come in and say, hey, how do I get income out of what I got? Things like that. We okay. all kind of know those basic ones. These are a few maybe that you hadn't thought of. And so here on the podcast, The Financial Answer, we've got one more, uh, and this is around Medicare, Nathan. So people will often forget to say, well, what kind of medical coverage do I need over and above Medicare? Because we have a lot of people still in this country, seniors, who feel like Medicare is going to take care of it all.
1: Yeah, that's right. And it doesn't. If it covers things, it covers usually 80%. And then you're stuck with the other 20%. So, you know, if you go to the hospital for two days now, which, you know, your, your wife was just there. Is she doing well, by the way?
0: She's doing very, much better, thank you for asking. I think she's about 75%, and uh, hopefully yeah. in another week or two she'll be cleared and she can start doing her international travel again. Oh, good. <laughs> that's and, good. And, so. and hopefully not – they don't think that's what caused it, but you know, I like to tease her and go, don't go to some other country and come back with something. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: true. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you have experienced medical bills tremendously here lately. Well, oh, so, yeah. Uh, we got yeah.
0: one, just one from the hospital. We got 35 bills so far. Uh, she was in the oh, hospital wow. for so. For our listeners who maybe didn't catch us on the radio, my wife was in the hospital for 14 days with several things that kind of hit her all at once. Kind of a perfect storm of stuff.
1: Which 14 days is a long time. It is nowadays. a very long time in the hospital.
0: <laughs> and one bill from the hospital was 140 thousand. Oh my! Oh my! Yeah. That was just one. There's <laughs> wow. 29 other ones wow. from various doctors and various <laughs> so, things. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. So anyway, and, to your point.
1: Yeah, no, that's the thing is, you know, you can spend just a few days in the hospital and if Medicare is only covering 80% of that, Mm -hmm. then that other 20% can add up really quickly and and become a large amount of money. So Medicare supplements are really important in retirement. You want to make sure you have something like that you can get all kinds of different plans for that. But a Medicare Advantage or a Medicare supplement plan is fantastic and helps you just avoid those additional expenses and drains on your retirement accounts because it can add up really quickly.
0: (laughs) Yes, sir, it can. Well, and again, this was just kind of in our confidence corner. What we're going to try to do here on the podcast is bring to you little things to think about to help boost your confidence really in being a good, I guess, steward of your money in a good way. And you want to uh, have hopefully your retirement plan go. So feel free to share the podcast with friends and family. As we're getting this whole thing launched, you'll find us on iTunes and Stitcher and iHeartRadio and uh, Spotify. Eventually, they all have their little time- Windows. It takes a little while to get them all to uh, start filtering into the computers, I guess, and, <laughs> and being able to find. But you can certainly share those. You can share them on Facebook as well. Nathan, you can check out his business there on Facebook. That is O'Brien at Associates. But we're going to have most of these episodes and past episodes at thefinancialanswer.com. Again, that's thefinancialanswer.com. And while you're there, you can get that investor awareness guide Or you can just call Nathan if you need some help and you got some questions and you got some questions that you'd like to ask yourself. 855-51Coach, that number to call. This is our confidence corner. We'll be right back with an email question. You've got mail. Well, we're going to wrap up our podcast this week, The Financial Answer with Nathan, with an email question that you could submit into, and then we get some at thefinancialanswer.com. And again, we're just getting started with here with our podcast. So a couple of these have uh, from our radio show that we just wrapped up as well. So we're kind of filtering these in as we're getting that website up and running, but make sure you check into the uh, the website, thefinancialanswer.com. All right. So Jocelyn, on our last radio show, we didn't get to get this one out. So I'm going to ask you this one from her. Okay. Okay. She said, Nathan, I got a lot of blue chip stocks that I've had for many years, like Coca Cola, mm. okay. Procter and Gamble, GE, things of the like. Okay, I've been told that I should find different investments as I get closer to retirement because I really like these stocks because I've had them for so long. Do you think I really need to make changes? Yeah,
1: I mean that's Jocelyn. The issue is you kind of got an emotional attachment. It sounds like to mm-hmm. those stocks, and that's okay. It's just something you have to be cautious about. So. Coca Cola, Procter and Gamble, GE hadn't done that great lately, but those other two stocks have done you know pretty na- well is it through name the years. Mission
0: though, Nathan, is it, it really? It is. Yeah.
1: yeah, I think that's what it is, and a lot of people kind of get stuck in this trap. True. Um, so you know, it's just again coming back to what you feel comfortable with, what you feel you know knowledgeable a little bit about, because you know almost everyone likes Coca Cola, man. Yeah. So, well, you
0: know. Yeah. <laughs> so well, so. I, I, my take on this, and then you tell me what you think, is that people tend to they do get kind of loyal to a brand or maybe a stock and we think it's got, you know, we care about it potential. because we like it so much. It's a big name, right? But if you're being really honest, flip the script for a second. Do you really think that people at Coke are going to say, well, we should change our dividends because Jocelyn likes us? (laughs) That's (laughs) right. right. And I'm not trying to pick on it, but I don't think we should be, we shouldn't pick stocks just because we like them.
1: That's true. That's true. And it it ends up being that way a lot for people. And even investors that don't really try to do this, they end up being a lot in large caps, a lot of blue chip stocks, because the mutual funds that they hold are very heavily allocated to large caps, and they don't know it, you know, so when the S&P has a bad year, like last year, or when it does whatever, they're like, well, why did this happen? I've got a lot of different stocks. I've got all these different companies that I feel comfortable with and they all went down in the same year together. Why did that happen? Well, it's because the asset class moves together. Right, so right. that's the problem here, Jocelyn, is that you know, you really don't have a lot of actual asset class diversification. So dissimilar price movement. Even though they're different companies, they still tend to move very similar with each other. Right. So the diversification will help, yes, throughout your retirement. So yes, take advantage of that. You're kind of leading in the right direction here. So yeah. take the steps, review this with an advisor that will make sure that you're diversified and make sure that your allocations are at a risk level that will help you maintain you know, what you need to throughout retirement.
0: Yeah, it sounds as though that based on this question that she had sent into our radio program that her advisor probably was trying to steer her that way and she was yeah, looking for yeah. maybe a second opinion no, on that. that's and, right. That's good. And, and, uh, and so certainly Good to do, but yeah, I think being too loyal to any one investment can be bad for you. You want to make sure that it's doing its best for you, not the other way around, you know, that's right. So, uh, and how <laughs> All I you
1: got to do is wait a minute and you'll be disappointed.
0: Yeah. Because stocks fluctuate so much. <laughs> just, just like the weather. So, you know, <laughs> just right. wait a second. You'll be disappointed. So, yeah, well, there you go. That's our uh, podcast for this week, Nathan. Thanks again for hanging out with me. This is the financial answer podcast with Nathan O'Brien, registered investment advisor, chartered retirement planning counselor, as well as a uh, local smart investor pro with Dave Ramsey, which he mentioned Dave a little earlier. He's the founder of O'Brien and associates. And we'll do, be doing these podcasts every couple of weeks. We'll be putting them out there on the website, hopefully helping you, well, get some financial answers and maybe become a little bit better investor and a little bit better uh, on your goal towards retirement. Thanks for being here as always, buddy. Thank you. Good show again. Thanks. Uh, Have a good day. You too, my friend. And again, if you want that investor awareness guide, feel free to stop by the website, thefinancialanswer.com, or give Nathan a call at 855-51-COACH. 855-51-COACH. Feel free to share this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spotify, and many other outlets. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.
1: O'Brien & Associates is a registered advisory firm in Tennessee. This show is
0: intended for information and educational purposes only. Consult with a qualified advisor before taking any action.